This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 113 of the Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we share tips for staying cool this summer. The critter of the show is the hedgehog. In Critter Nutrition, we focus on Biostar's new ulcer formulas. And in Coffee Clutch, we ask, if your dog was a professional athlete, who would he or she be? Listen in. I'm Patty. And I am producer Jen. Thanks for tuning in to Healthy Critters Radio. What have you ladies been up to? What's going on, Patty? What's going on, Tigger? I have, I have, I have to sing it. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, I can't wait to hear, yes. The room where it happened, the room where it happened. I want to be in the room where it happened. I hate to I hate to ask what happened. It's twenty twenty. It's been a crazy year. I hate to ask what happened. It's it's a song from Hamilton. Oh, you watch Hamilton on Disney oh. Plus? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so funny. I've watched it twice. Oh, that's great. It's phenomenal. I saw the I saw a preview come come across when I was surfing around on Disney Plus the other night, and I was like. That looks interesting. I should watch that. So maybe that'll be the weekend. It's hard to find things to do on the weekend right now. So maybe we'll watch that over the weekend. It, it is one of the best movies I have seen, despite the fact that it won nine when he's on Broadway. But that it, doesn't mean well, it makes a good movie, right? It, well, that's the cool thing. Yeah. They filmed it on stage oh, on so, Broadway. Okay, gotcha. Well, that's, I'd see, now I want to watch it just to watch how that you can't believe you know, the from choreography. The of, from the yes. technical point of view, I want to see it. The staging, the lighting, the singing, the act. I mean, it's just, it's the whole package. And it's its such a great story, especially now. Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. reminder of what a struggle it was in the American Revolution and afterwards, mm-hmm. creating a new, a new government. Mm-hmm. And the personality involved. It's so much better than 1776, (laughs) which was, I I mean, it was a nice attempt, but Hamilton is, it's, it's phenomenal. Well, gosh, now, now. It sounds like you liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. (laughs) Don't recommend it. Don't, Don't go to Disney Plus and watch it. Uh, luckily, they do give you an intermission because you kind of you need it's it's one minute, but you just kind of need that to sit back and go, "Holy cow! I can't believe what I just watched." Well, you do have the pause button. Yes, but when a play is going on, I like to I like to imagine I'm in the audience. Ah, uh, gotcha. It gives okay. you that audience experience. So I sh- I should get dressed up and put on uncomfortable shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would, I, oh, you know, fun. black tie for Glenn and, you know, premiere stuff. Yes. So what we'll do is we'll get all dressed up. We'll get in the car. We'll drive I around for 25 get minutes or so. 
come back home. This. <laughs> yeah. I wore my usual evening attire of sweats and a t-shirt. Was great. Was Ooh, let me tell you what you were. Okay. <laughs> I I That's highly so recommend this. It's one of the best things that I've seen in years. Wow. Wow. And the music is sensational. Sensational. See, I'm having oh, a hard cool. time imagining music to this kind of a topic, but okay. Well, they use rap and hip hop with Broadway-ish numbers. Huh. So instead of having dialogue, it's spoken in rhyme. Hmm. It's so oh, wow. cool. Well, there you go. It sounds cool. I'm going to have to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Patty, I think, I think you, you will love it. Yeah, I you know I'm not I'm not a big musical person, um, but I have heard uh, several people talk about uh, this, so I'm going to obviously have to try and watch it. I, I don't think you'll have to try. I think when you that the opening scene will hook you. Okay, all right, I'm I'm, I'm going to report next next show, and I'll okay, watch good. it. <laughs> I probably will have watched it four more times by then. She'll have memorized oh my gosh. It by then. Because it's, it's it's inspiring. You know, it's the thing that makes you feel good. Oh, I love good. that. Yeah. Who who doesn't need a little bit of that right now, eh? Yeah, no kidding. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But we also have That's an inspiring true. show. We do. That's true. We do. You're right. That's true. What What is our inspirational roundtable this week? Oh, it's keeping ourselves and our critters cool. Keeping ourselves yeah. and our critters cool. Cool, and we mean in yep. the degrees sense. <laughs> yes, there's a major not, heat wave in like, the country. <laughs> yeah, not not like Fonzie cool. I haven't thought Fonzie in the longest time. I haven't thought of Fonzie Dating in the longest yourself. time. Well. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I no. Someone showed it to me. I had. Yeah, I I never watched that. <laughs> that may be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what inspired this roundtable, Tigger? I came up with a really cool um, way to uh, cool dogs. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> what is it? Because dogs and dogs and horses, two different things. Yep, totally different things. So, I took um, goat's milk and I diluted it and poured it into. Um, oh wow into ice cube trays and froze it like it would be ice cream. Oh, wow. So they had little popsicles. Yep, little popsicles. That's very clever. Wow. And the dogs just think it's the greatest thing, and milk is cooling to the body. Uh I did not know that. So they get the coolness of the of the ice and and the water, and then they get all the benefits of the probiotics and the in the goat's milk. Now, it needs to be goat's it, milk uh, and not cow's milk. I was going to say, should, is goat's milk better? Okay. Yes. Yeah. They digest it way better. Okay. Oh, that's great. And it's easy. It's so easy. Yeah. No, no cooking, no mixing, no cutting, okay. no slicing. <laughs> I'm all about my, that. My, my, I'm, I'm going to try next time goat's milk, you know, diluted with a little coconut oil. Oh. 
Now you're going to not want to use those ice cube trays for regular ice cubes after that. <laughs> yeah. That could go bad real fast. Bad. Well, I have these wonderful, um, Oh, what are they? They're, they're, it's not a hard plastic. It's one of those silicon molds mm. of dog paws. And of that's what I use. Do. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> and you can Seriously, get them on that Amazon. Just, <laughs> you just pour it in and mold and put it in the freezer. And the mold okay, kind of makes it really, the silicon makes it really easy to pop them out. Pop them out, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's, so they're dog paw ice trays. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there's silicon dog paw. I, I, you can bake with them. You can freeze them. Just do a search on Amazon for silicone. Oh, no, I just found them. They're adorable. Aren't they? <laughs> little dogs. Yeah, no, I just found them. Oh of course you did. It, it would be would, great for your crew. Where would we be if we couldn't Google while we recorded uh, this show? Well, or, and, and, and the, the great thing is, is they do dog faces, too. Oh, okay, I haven't adorable. seen that. There's dog faces and dog bones. You know, I think this is something I will do for Peter. I just know he'll enjoy it so much. <laughs> You're going to give him goat's milk ice cubes? Peter in the shape of a dog? No, <laughs> I'm going to get him these. I know I'm going to get him these ice cubes because I'm sure he's just going to be like, what in the world are we doing now? Yeah, okay. I, I had no idea. Like, I wouldn't even know to look that stuff up. So that's, that's pretty funny. There's a bunch of different types. Okay, we're not even going to go there. So mm. that's the recipe for um, cooling dogs. What what that's do we have recipe. for cooling horses? Hmm, Patty? Well, I have, I have one that, um, well, I have a couple of them that um, I learned a lot of different things. Being in Texas and living in Houston, like, um, <laughs> I'm always so concerned about the horses, um, you know, obviously sweating and cooling them off and whatnot. So a couple of years ago, I have two different things that I, I do is I take um, on Amazon, <laughs> you can buy big jugs of Seabreeze. Do you guys remember Seabreeze? It's supposed to be an astringent for like your face, but it has, oh, it's got a, like, okay, a, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but it's got a great smell to it. And I would get a big gallon of it and I would leave it down at the arena and put it in, you know, a big bucket of water and I would like and what it does is it just cools the skin pretty rapidly for the horse and i would do that and then i would scrape them off during their lessons what's it called if you were at a sea breeze sea breeze yep sea breeze it used to be like a facial is it kind of blue sensitive skin no it's yellow there you go Mm -hmm. yeah so it's really it's really nice for the horses because it's obviously for sensitive skin and it smells nice and it just cools them off you know, it gives them that because, because like, so that going, and now I'm going to segue into people stuff is that when I'm at horse shows, I love to get, um, you know, the, the, the face wipes that you can get to like, take your makeup off or, you know, whatever. Oh yeah. You can put those in, in a cooler and wipe your arms and your face down. Again, same thing, cools your skin off pretty quickly. It, it like immediately can make somebody Very feel refreshing better. Yeah. yeah. But but also, like when you're at a horse show, it's not real easy to lug around a, a bucket. Um, so I put either Seabreeze or the like mint alcohol cut with water. I mean, just a little bit of alcohol cut with water in a spray bottle. And it does the same thing because it evaporates quickly, makes the horse feel better, makes the rider. I mean, you don't, you don't really want to spray the rider with the alcohol, but um, 
Unless, you know, unless they're making you mad. I'm just totally kidding. <laughs> but um, but <laughs> any clients that maybe listen to this, if I've done it to you in the past, it was an accident. Um, but no, and it, it just also, again, can, you know, get the horse to cool off pretty quickly. Huh. Wow. Yeah. There we go. Jen? Well, um, I have one that we've been using on people pretty effectively. Two, actually. One is those inexpensive egg crate kind of shaped reusable ice packs that you can buy. It's a little sheet and inside there's little balls in Mm -hmm. the freezer. Well, you can get the ones that are made for putting on your lower back and they come with this cute little pillowcase like thing that has an elastic band. So you can put it on your lower back. Well, guess what? If you put that on your lower back while you're out in the heat it helps keep you cool, and it's very inconspicuous. Oh, you can wear it while you wow. ride, while you clean stalls, and it lasts a couple of hours. And it is a huge difference because, you know, Central Florida, summertime, you get overheated. And what I have to avoid is getting properly overheated down here because even the days mm-hmm. where it's not blistering, when it's blisteringly humid you just don't want to be outside so you come back in in the air conditioning but on the days where it's hot and you go oh this is tolerable those are the dangerous ones because then you spend the next six hours outside right and that's when you Mm -hmm. have long-term exposure and you get overheated so i found that to be incredibly effective um to just keep your whole body from getting overheated and getting heat exhaustion so that's one of the things i've started doing that's a good one and and or if you don't want to have something that big, you can also get the little tiny packets, and you and you can like tuck it in the straw in, under your bra strap in the back. That works really well. Or if you wear a sports bra, you put it right in the center of the racer back. Oh wow! Yeah, and it works really well. I've done mm. that with the little tiny size ones. Um, and I always wrap it in a um, a microfiber washcloth. So, because uh, otherwise that it feels like it can't get your skin because it's made of plastic. But anyway, and the other thing we started doing. I was for sure thinking you were going to say a polo wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Which does work. If you go to a horse show and forget your bra, a polo wrap will get the job done. Yep. Uh-huh. It has nothing to do with staying cool, but it will stay UK, help you stay cool in another sense, right? Um, we've been taking our bicycles out to a lot of the local trailheads to go bike riding since most social activities are off the plate right now. And when we get done with our bike ride, you're all hot and sticky and sweaty. And we usually have dust and grime over us because we ride our bikes on trails. And you know how it is you get done riding or bike riding or whatever. And you have that crusty dust and sweat all stuck to your body. Even when it dries off, it feels gross. Yuck. So what I do is I toss into a big old Ziploc baggie, a couple of microfiber towels, which are used just for this purpose, not on the horses, because once hay gets in a microfiber cloth, it will never come out. Uh, yeah. Um, and I just pour in there a little bit of distilled water and a little bit of either rubbing alcohol, witch hazel, cheap mouthwash, whatever I have laying around. Um, usually about a cup of water and about a third of a cup of whatever astringent I've got lying about the house, and I smooch it around in there. and the it, it will cool your skin, but it also takes off that top layer of grunge and slime that makes you feel so icky. Uh-huh. It also feels really cool. And if you put it on the back of your neck for a few minutes, it cools you off really well. So I'm really in love with that right now. Wow. Mm. 
And it's cheap and easy to That's do. That's unpleasant. It's cheap. Yeah. And right now, it can be very, very difficult to find alcohol for obvious reasons. Everybody's buying alcohol yep. to create their own um, hand sanitizers and such, which was why I tried the cheap mouthwash. Because you can buy cheap mouthwash mm-hmm. at the tax shops here. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, we, a lot of people use it on their horse's tails for for, right. for the itching, right? It's very com- It's very common. In this, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Listerine. Right. Yeah. So they sell these giant half-gallon oh, yes, bottles of okay. super cheap, super nasty mouthwash. It it smells and tastes horrible, but it's got a lot of alcohol in it, which is what makes it do what it does. And that that's why I tried it, because I, I was saving the alcohol for our hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so uh, that, kind of in love with that. So cryo packs for fourteen ninety nine does the trick, and a microfiber towel with some alcohol and water it brightens wow. you. Wow, that's a good one. There you go. So for um, something else, I tried when sometimes you need to cool your horse off, but you don't have running water, or you have very limited supply of water. It can be a little tricky. So I got one of those small um, sprayers, garden sprayers that you pressurize by pumping the little top on it. Uh-huh. And I just put water and liniment in there. So if I need to give them a quick spritz. Get them a <gasps> That's a great idea. I can keep it like I could keep mm. it at the ring or keep it at the trailhead if you're going for a long trail ride. Keep it ringside if you don't have a – because the spongy water just gets – nasty yeah and what you can do is you can put uh and you can make it like a mist you can and you make it into a mist and and it's very easy to use it uses very little and if you put a ziploc bag of salted ice in there it keeps it cold salted ice well just like you put ice in the ice cream machine you add salt it's colder you do the same thing to your bag of ice put ice in a ziploc bag handful of salt in it, smoosh it around, and it will be much colder than just a bag of ice. Wow. So you, do, you oh, drop wow. that in there. That way your your water is not salted, but it gets the benefit of being chilled. Oh, oh wow. That's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool. And uh, and I, I use, yeah. a, for Nigel, I use a non-alcohol liniment because he's extremely sensitive to alcohol. Could you use uh, uh, apple cider vinegar? Absolutely, yeah. Because Mm. these things are designed to put garden chemicals in, so they're pretty sturdy. I usually use something like a uh, a vetrolin or something along those lines. Um, It probably I probably could use nothing at all, but it makes me feel better that it smells nice. Uh, But yeah, you could use apple cider vinegar. You bet. And then your horse would smell like a salad too, and he would smell like a salad. Exactly. I, I'm going to try some, next next batch I make up, I'm going to try some uh, mint extract in there. Ooh, I've got so much mint that I could send you some. You could, yeah, send me you some. You could just send, put some sprigs of mint in, the, in there and just let it. That's true. If you crush uh, the leaves. Yeah. Now, the thing you got to be careful of is if there's anything like that in there, it's going to want to clog the. Oh, the that's true. So, so maybe you want to soak it ahead of time, like overnight. It, yeah, or put it in a bomber. Yeah, yeah. And then the you pour it into yeah. your sprayer. Oh, that would work great if you put it in, just like put it in some hot water or refrigerator yeah. overnight. Yeah, that would work great. 
That'd be a great idea. Fresh mm. mint. <gasps> oh, room oh. That, it, Yeah. That sounds good. Because that would cool the brain in addition to the skin. Yes. Which for a lot of horses is, is really important. Yeah. And, and might I bring up at this particular moment, we're recording this mm-hmm. show shortly after 4th of July. Oh, God. And typically our horses aren't bothered by the 4th of July fireworks because we have a gun range on the property. So they're used to loud, that concussive noises. It's part of their life. But we brought them in because we were having very bad storms and they had gotten rained on all day long and they were kind of saturated. So we brought them in the barn, and of course, depending on the day of the week, Nigel doesn't like being in the barn. Nigel's my OTTB, and some days he's just a little freaked out about being in the barn, and this was one of them. So I got out my Biostar Zen. <laughs> ah. Cooled his brain right down. So now we're past 4th of July, but the next time you have 4th of July rolling around, people, make sure you've got some Biostar Zen. <laughs> On hand. Just Works like a charm. Putting it out there. And there's two formulas, right? Yeah. In, in Zen and Zen-X. Zen-X is for the extrovert, one that really reacts to things. And in Zen is for the introvert who hides in the back of the stall, but you know is really stressed out. There we go. That was that was a um, unsolicited... Well, appreciate that. <laughs> but, but I thought, oh my gosh, that's right. I wanted to tell Tigger. I try. I the Zenex has been sitting in in my horsey products cupboard for months now because I got it so that I could use it when I went out to the trailheads and he was kind of losing right. his marbles. Well, I haven't been able to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't you glad you had some? I yeah, I totally was because when he's freaked out about being in his stall, um, he makes bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I I had a, a brand new supply of uh, Theracom K9 because um, of the fireworks. Yep. And, oh yeah. Um, of course, I have neighbors that also think that setting off fireworks and shooting guns off is all appropriate. Um, at, at the same time that the city is having its grand, um, you know, fireworks display. And um, so I, I knew when the fireworks show was going on, did not anticipate the uh, neighbors, but I gave everybody um, adequate amounts of Theracom, and we had a very peaceful evening. <laughs> and in fact, I took Keen out with me to watch it because it was being they were doing it off of a mountain, and I could see it from the the uh, by the barn and so i took him out there and he was so non plus i'm like look at the fireworks he's like yeah Aww. but <laughs> i'm just waiting for you to develop the human one just let me know when that happens i'm going to okay. be on the beta test just saying. yeah that's right <clears throat> oh that's awesome so when it comes to hot weather let's say you're out with your dog going for a walk or you're out doing chores or you're riding and you find that your dog or your horse is getting a little overheated and he seems stressed by it. So physically he's stressed because he's a little bit overheated, but he's also mentally a little bit stressed by being overheated. Yep. Um, any suggestions there, how to help the horse not only physically cool off because we've talked about that are there things that we can do for them mentally to help them stay a little bit chill 
<laughs> well, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that would be a dose of Theracom uh, equine and a couple of Theracom canine cookies. There you go. Are there things that we shouldn't be giving uh, them? Well, you know, recovery needs protein and and sugar. Mm-hmm. So even in the heat, if the horse has been working or the dog has been running, they're going to need a recovery period. Mm-hmm. And for the horses, I just use alfalfa pellets and a banana. Oh. Provides the glycogen, provides oh, yeah. some of the trace minerals and course potassium and um and the protein and in human athletes the like the triathletes when they do a protein and banana combined they reduce their recovery by a third that's it's uh, really amazing so the horse has got to be cool meaning not panting they the, the temperature has to be you know kind of back to normal the respiration normal and then you can give and you don't need a lot you know half a banana and a, a cup of uh, alfalfa pellets interesting so now i'm gonna have to work on getting teaching nigel to eat bananas that shouldn't be hard yeah, don't feed hard, it with it the skin hard. of course well see that's the funny part is he'll eat a banana skin oh that's so weird but he won't eat a piece mm. of banana is it the consistency? I don't. I'm going to try freezing them and see if he'll eat a banana cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good idea. Or I was also thinking yeah. you could, you could uh, dehydrate it. You know, make like banana chips. Oh, well, we have banana chips. Try those. Try a banana chip. Okay. Well, well, I freeze bananas anyway because I like to make them into smoothies. So I will have to share my frozen banana. <laughs> your your hoard. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to share. Yeah, my that's hoard. right. That's right. I will share my hoard. Now, and and for the dogs, I I get these um raw bones. And you know, they're beef bones, they're um but they're big like they're knuckle bones and mm-hmm. I mean they're big big bones. And I freeze them. And so when we come back in and it's been hot here and when I, you know, go out for a walk, They'll run and, you know, chase deer and all sorts of things. And they come back and their tongues are like, you know, to the ground. And I just, you know, kind of let them settle in front of the fans and cool down. And then I go into the freezer and get the bones because it's they're frozen, right? So now they're eating something that's going to oh. help. Okay. With the exception of one. Uh, that would be Kinobino. And he has decided... Hmm that he doesn't like it really cold. So what I have to do is I give everybody their bone, but the bone I give to Buckaroo actually ends up going to Keen. So Buckaroo goes off to his bed with his bone, and I give it about one and a half minutes, and then I come and exchange his bone that's now all warmed up from his saliva to Keen who happily takes it and chews on it. And Buckaroo yeah. gets a fresh frozen oh <laughs> It's ridiculous. Your dogs aren't ha- waited on hand and foot at all, are they? Oh, no. 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 <laughs> oh, no. Where would you get that idea? Speaking of hand and foot and waiting on them, we have Hedwig coming up. Oh, boy. Ah. <laughs> Oh, 
ready. Hello, everyone. It's party time. <laughs> the party's arrived. Oh, it's yeah. It's party time. It's time to get down and get funky with our bad selves. And I brought several bad selves with me, not just one. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, well Jennifer has a question selves. for you. What up, Jennifer? Yo, how's it hanging, Hedwig? It's a little droopy, to be honest, because it's very, very humid. <laughs> Everybody feels that so way. You're, you know, Hedwig, you have an incredible, impressive, amazing hair coat. I know. How do you how do you keep it so incredibly beautiful when it's humid like this? How do you do that? Well, to be honest, I'm just blessed, you know, with extreme good looks. <laughs> um, which, you know, not everyone has. But in this weather, my suit looks slightly better because it just gets a little puffier. <laughs> my sister is like two Pomeranians right now. She's so fluffy. My sister, Christabel. Oh my gosh. I can't even tell you how wide she is. And my new sister, Peas Blossom, who's a little bit of a stuck up little snot, to be honest, because she has a white suit and we don't have a white suit palm here. So she's the only white suit palm. She looks like a barge. She's so wide with the... <laughs> humidity because she doesn't really have a proper outer coat but i try not to judge it's not her fault you know she lived in a rabbit warren so she probably doesn't know anything and my sister mustard seed who maybe doesn't have the nicest coat because you know she also lived in a rabbit warren and she has some scars and stuff but her suit is also super fluffy right now because of the humidity <laughs> the only one of us who isn't super fluffy is goblin he is shedding like nothing you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, my God. I got super excited when he was brushed the other day. Super excited. I really don't like it when others are brushed. It makes me very upset. Really? Do you like being so, brushed? Do you like being brushed? No. No? <laughs> no. But you have such no, an I amazing coat. Don't you want it to be glorious all the time? It is glorious all the time. Don't hate me because yeah. I'm beautiful. <laughs> you kind of walk into no that thing. one. So you don't care much for being brushed. Do you care for being bathed? Oh, God. <laughs> no. That would be the palm chorus of no. The sister and I are chorusing no. Oh, my We goodness. hate baths. We like to go... In mud, yeah, mm -hmm. wet grass, blood is a favorite thing to roll in. Oh. Uh, grass clippings are quite desirable. Poo. The other day we found a dead mouse. Very exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, these are things we enjoy bathing in. Actual water, actual soap. <laughs> is, is swimming acceptable? I have never been swimming except one time, Tigger, when Tigger pushed me to the pool. Oh, that's not true. Totally true. You pushed me from afar. You threw me, basically, from, base, yeah, from a plane. You dropped me from a plane into the swimming pool, and I had to be... 
So, yeah, and I had to be rescued. So where, where, at what point, explain to me, because I find this all fascinating because your coat is just so amazing. You love Thank mud you. and grass clippings yes. and smelly things. What, oh, yes. <laughs> what is the ratio of soil to water that goes, that makes something, um, a given body go from mud to unacceptable, too much water? Where's that at? So, say we're at a horse show, and I'm traipsing down, you know, a, a muddy location. I shall traipse through every puddle. No problem. I will find the deepest puddles with great glee and splash myself and my pelican and get big, deep mud up my legs, and this will be how I roll. But if a person tries to put me into a thing with water, that's a nah, girl. <laughs> I see. So, so this has to be a naturally occurring event. It's not. A, it's not something that you make an appointment for. I get it now. Okay. okay. Yeah. I see. And essentially, one way to determine this is if the human would want me to go in that water. That water is way too clean. I see. So and I, I ah. mud bath. That's supposed to be good for your skin anyway. So it probably makes your skin healthy. Yeah, and she always just takes the warhorse shampoo and washes me off. <laughs> well, at least the warhorse shampoo doesn't smell all perfumey and icky. She's a heartless cow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure she appreciates that you think so much of her. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's about the nicest thing I've called her today. I think. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Hedwig, for sharing some of your coat coat care, tips, coat care <laughs> tips with us. And uh, you have a lovely evening. Thank you. You too. Stay cool, Hetty. So we are at our critter section of our program. Um, the, the, the breed of the show, which is uh, a hedgehog, which was a Tigger's request, which I think uh, Tigger, yes. I'm going to be surprised if, you don't, if we don't end up with one after this. I'm just saying. <laughs> Stop. Um, I've actually, I, I, I've, um, I've only ever seen one like in a pet store. Like I never held Me one too. or knew anybody that, okay. So I never knew anybody that had, I know one person that has, but I never asked a lot of questions, but it's, they're, they're really kind of interesting because um, they're considered a spiny mammal, which I guess, you know, makes sense, but there are 17 different species and wow. the best one that makes the pet is called an African pygmy, which is the smallest of all of them. I'm not really sure why that's supposed to be the, the best, probably because it's smaller. Um, but you know, hedgehogs are those cute look for the listeners that have never seen a picture of them. They're just these little cute darling little things that um, fit them about the palm of your hand, but they have um, um, little spiny um, hairs, curls. really. Yeah. Hairs, they're hairs. Right. And so Sonic the hedgehog. Right. That's right. Sonic the hedgehog. So, you mean, so that's kind of what they're famous for is these cute little hairs and they really are, they're really hairs, but they are obviously wider than normal hairs and they're hollow and they're not barbed or poisonous, which some people, um, you know, get worried about, but they're just these little hollow, they're 
they're pairs or, or what they call quills. So an immature hedgehog um, will lose their spines, um, the, the quills, uh, well, I guess not, the, the, their hair, and they will be replaced with adult ones. And that this is called quilling. So, you know, if you end up getting, if you decide to get one of these as a pet, this is a process that they actually go through. But the, the, the actual hair um, can be, even though they're not barbed, which means at the end of it, you know, that they, they, you know, have kind of a, how would you describe a barb? You know, that sharp um, backwards. Like a porcupine. On it that can be hard. I think like a porcupine. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're not like that, but they can be sharp at the end of them. They can be kind of sharp to touch. So you want to be careful about that. And the only other time that like a hedgehog in its life will lose their quills is when they're, they're sick or there's something going on. So they're, you know, they're, you can tell a lot by how their quills are doing. (laughs) Um, but, um, there's so many cute little facts to them. Uh, One, they roll on a ball when they're stressed and, um, they just, they, so all of their spines go out and they do this because they have a very strong back muscle. And what they do is, I don't know, I, the, all I kept thinking about when I was researching this is, you guys remember those little roly-poly bugs when we were kids and they would just roll into a ball? Oh, I don't bugs. know if you know it, guys. Potato bugs, yeah. yeah. So that's what these little, these little boogers do. And what they do it and they protect all of their, they protect their tummy and their face and their belly and their feet. And so like in the wild, they're, their um, their predators are like owls and birds and stuff like that. So they can get like that. And they, when their quills are out, obviously they're sharp and they're going to be safe. So, um, so they'll do that. Um, obviously in when they're as a pet, not that they feel threatened, but it's part of like what they do. Um, so the interesting thing about them is that they are, they're incredibly, um, I don't know if moody is the right word, but they have a lot of moods and they will actually, um, they'll wag their little tails when they're happy and they'll make growling noises when they're, when they're not so happy. So yeah, apparently they can be quite vocal, which I like, like just intrigued me to death. Um, but they love, they love attention. They love to be held. Um, you know, every place that I had researched also the same thing, like, you know, if you can get them out for 30 minutes a day to handle them, um, the more you handle them, just like any animal, the better they're going to be and the more comfortable that they'll be. Um, but apparently, you know, they're, they're pretty trainable. They're trainable enough that you can teach them to use a litter box, which is a very important fact because they poop a lot and they like to roll in their poop. <laughs> so like um, it's yeah, they're like, <laughs> exactly. They're just like Hedwig. So you want to kind of make sure that you figure out, like if somebody decides, oh my gosh, I, I like really like this. And you really want to do your research because there are, um, there's breeders out there that are selling the wrong types and blah, 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 blah. But do your research and then really do your research about how you handle them and how you train them to use it, the litter box, because it sounds like it can really be a game changer um, because they, they're poop rollers. Um, they, as far as like care and all that stuff, they, um, in the wild, they, they'll eat like, you know, small insects and berries and mushrooms and stuff like that. But it's, it's I don't know why this blew me away. Um, the way, what, where I, most of the places that I, I researched just really recommend like moist, a good moist cat food. Um, cause it covers all the things that they need for them nutrient wise. 
but you can supplement them with little vegetables and insects and, you know, all that stuff. Um, so wild hedgehogs, actually, I don't know why I find this so interesting, but they, they will hibernate, um, and they are nocturnal. So it's kind of one of those things where they may, they're going to get up at night. So you have to, if you engage them earlier in the day, generally you'll hopefully get them to the point where they'll sort of sleep through the night, but they, again, like I said before, they can be very vocal. So they make like cute little grunts and snuffles and stuff like that. So handling them during the day is going to help ensure that they are not up at night grunting and growling and wagging their tail. (laughs) Um, I I just like, I just want to see one wag a tail. Um, But last but not, but not least, this is very interesting. They are actually illegal in several States, Hawaii, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and California. And I had to kind of dig, dig a little deep. I was like, why would they be illegal? Well, apparently they, they do carry, or they can carry hoof and mouth disease. So if this is something that you decide that you want to investigate, um, you really need to look at your, your local, um, laws and stuff and how they are, but mainly, I mean, those are the States that I found, but because of the hoof and mouth thing, that can be quite a big deal. Um, but I think as a whole, if somebody's looking for a pet and you, you know, live in an apartment, they, they're probably a very easy pet to have around. Um, but like anything, you should definitely do your research. But they, it sound, they, they just sound really adorable, and I would love to see one wag its tail. So, Tigger, <laughs> I, I want to hear a grunt. I want to hear a hedgehog grunt. I, I, or, or the little snuffle noise, yeah. So that's something I'm going to have to look up. But, yeah, they sound kind of adorable. They do. So now we're at Critter Nutrition, and the topic is Biostar's new ulcer formulas. And we have quite a a long um, blog article that you can find on our website, which I'm not going to do the whole thing (laughs) because it would take some time. It's the kind of article you kind of want to sit back with a glass of wine or and read (laughs) because it's... um, it's long because it, it really goes into quite uh, in-depth information on ingredients. So I, I'm giving, uh, I'm sharing with our audience an abbreviated edition. Um, we've been in beta testing for over a year uh, on these formulas. So I'm really excited to share what we found out. Uh, the two new formulas are Trigard Paste and Theragard powder. In February of 2019, a well-known jumper rider came to us with a horse whose chronic glandular ulcers would not heal. She had been dealing with chronic non-healing ulcers for many months, despite trying various combinations of omeprazole with sucralfate, omeprazole with mesoprostol, ulcer supplements, and feed changes. Every successive scope of the horse showed grade 4 pyloric ulcers. The rider recently found a supplement in Europe that she felt was helping. The product contained pectin, lecithin, and fruit and vegetable pulp. The first question I asked myself was, why is this helping? So began my journey down a rabbit hole of research. I sought out published studies on treating ulcer horses with alternatives to medications, particularly omeprazole. 
Working side by side with this rider, we experimented like two mad scientists in a laboratory. She was able to provide feedback quickly because she knew her horse so well. Like many horse owners, she could tell how he was feeling by the look in his eye. The first thing we discovered was the amounts of pectin and lecithin can make a profound difference on the outcome per dose. When we used pharmaceutical-grade pectin at 100 grams per day with at least 7 grams of lecithin, the horse's scope showed improvement. When we tried different types of pectin, pulp, and lecithin, there was no improvement. What were we missing? A study at Haggard pointed to the role of mushroom polysaccharides. When we added the medicinal mushrooms, the horse finally scoped clear and has remained ulcer-free. Biostar's beta testing focused on horses recovering from or currently diagnosed with active ulcers, particularly glandular ulcers. Our testing group of 30 horses include show hunters, jumpers, and dressage horses. We tested two formulas. One, TriGuard EQ, a paste to be used when showing or trailering, and TheraGuard EQ, a powder to be administered daily. TriGuard is a pre-event paste for use before shipping, during competitions, or throughout other periods of physical stress to maintain a healthy gastric and digestive system. TriGuard was tested on 20 competition horses, half of whom recently finished a full course of gastric ulcer medication. Two of the 20 horses did not show improvement in attitude or performance on TriGuard. However, when Optimum GI was added, improvement was noted. The remaining 18 horses showed improvement in attitude, appetite, and performance as reported by their trainers and owners. Theragard powder formula. Theragard powder is a powerful daily supplement that supports a healthy stomach and GI tract for horses prone to ulcer sensitivities. Theragard was tested on 10 competition horses with recurring ulcers, mostly due to the stress of shipping and showing. All 10 horses were on a full course of gastric ulcer medication, in some cases for many months. Of the 10 horses, all owners reported that each horse showed improvement in attitude and performance. Three horses were scoped before taking Theragard and then scoped again 30 days afterwards. One horse with grade 4 glandular ulcers showed no improvement. One horse with grade 4 glandular ulcers was completely healed. The third horse with grade 3 glandular ulcers improved to a grade 1. All 10 horses had their ulcer points checked before taking Theragard and at least once or twice during the 30-day Theragard beta testing. They were checked by a certified practitioner. On Theragard, all but one horse was determined not to have active ulcer points after one month on Theragard. Two horses in our beta test also suffered from leaky gut syndrome. An unexpected benefit of Theragard was that these horses improved dramatically while taking Theragard. We also noted improvements with horses who had recently recovered from hindgut ulcers. However, we did not invent, reinvent the wheel. Supplements with pectin and lecithin are not new. However, as we discovered, dosage plays a huge role, as does the quality of the pectin and the lecithin. The addition of the polysaccharides from medicinal mushrooms, as highlighted by the Haggard study, showed us 
that increasing the amount of medicinal mushrooms contributed to the efficacy of the formulas. What we learned in over a year of beta testing is how critically important individual ingredient amounts are, particularly when it comes to ulcers. In the case of pectin and lecithin, horses need at least 100 grams, that's 100,000 milligrams of pectin, and at least 10 grams of lecithin daily for active ulcers in horses. With the medicinal mushrooms, we found that 6 grams, that's 6,000 milligrams, of multiple mushroom extracts provided the necessary beta-glucans and cofactors. Real whole food ingredients can make an enormous difference in health, performance, and well-being. The sources of Biostar's raw materials are carefully researched and tested, and I think this plays a huge role in the efficacy of, of Theragard and Trigard. Um, it, it's the science of nature, and I, I'm, I'm very proud of the fact that science is, is a, a large, important part of, of the work we do. If you want more information on these two products, you can go to biostarus.com, go to our blog, and read about all the ingredients, how we source them um, for the ulcer formulas, and what their actions are on the body. Pectin is very specific. The, the medicinal mushrooms are very specific to gut mucosa, as is the lecithin. And we will have them uh, a link to this article in our show notes. So you can um, click on that link and read the whole article. Um, and just a quick public service announcement. We are having a live webinar on uh, Thursday, July 23rd, 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on ulcers. Um, our panelists include a Chinese herbalist from California and um, a bodywork practitioner that I've worked very closely with, uh, with the beta test horses. So we will have them join us as a panel to talk about dealing with gastric and hindgut ulcers in horses. Cool. And you can find out all the gory details at biostarus.com? Yes. Yay. <laughs> and now we're at Coffee Clatch. And our question is, if your dog was a professional athlete, who would he or she be? And uh, I'm going to start with... Um, my infamous nine-month-old Australian Shepherd, Kino Bino, mm -hmm. um, who, as I described at an Earl other show, reminded me of Buzz Lightyear. But in mm -hmm. terms of his athletic prowess, he is Berenchnikov. So he is Buzz Lightyear as Berenchnikov, <laughs> which is oh, a co contradiction in a way. But he is so he can leap across the ground like a ballet dancer in such a remarkable the other dogs are are more like um, you know like football athletes or soccer athletes and he is this this elegant lands lightly and leaps into the air and all four legs are extended and I'm like holy cow so, oh wow He's my Berenchnikov. Oh, that's cute. I like it. That's cute. <laughs> Buzz Berenchnikov. Buzz Berenchnikov. There <laughs> Buzz you go. Buzz Berenchnikov. Yeah, okay. 
Mm-hmm. Patty? Well, um, I did I did three of mine. So I started with Ketch, who is my Australian Shepherd, who is just a little under two years old. And he um, <laughs> he would be a cutting horse. <laughs> because... <laughs> I am telling you, and I, I and I will get video to prove. I had never seen a dog that can just cut and run and go the other way, like to the point where, like, well, I didn't see that coming. Oh, God, wow! What? Oh, what? You know, like, and goes in and out, and then turn, and then just stops, and then he takes off again, and he's like a wind-up toy, but he would be a cutting horse. I mean, he just goes back and forth, um, which I know is not the type of athlete we were, we were talking. But he just, well, I mean, a cutting horse is obviously an athlete, but yeah, he's 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 a cutter. He's a cutter. He's quick. He's he stops. He spins, turns the other way, and then he just and then you know he just and then when he's done, he just stops and it's like ain't nothing but a thing, you know. He's like, it's all cool, you know. There's I, why pant heavy when you know he's just so fit from doing this all the time. It just it it brings me so much joy, so much joy. So should I do my other two? Uh huh. Please do. Okay. Did you, okay? Did everybody else? Because I'm I'm always oh. feel like I don't do enough. No, I want to hear the other ones. Okay, so Burke, who is my other Australian Shepherd, he would totally. He's just um, he's a soccer player because he just he's you know how soccer players like they have just enough of those, but they're not as big as a football player, but they're not like um, they're not they're like the medium perfect build of everything. And he's quick, but not as quick as his cutting brother. <laughs> um, and, um, but he's like, he, he would totally be a soccer player. He's got, he's got the looks, he's, he's athletic enough. He doesn't have to, you know, I don't know. He just would be a perfect soccer player. And then last but not least is my Frenchie who is built like a little cinder block and he would totally be a boxer. <laughs> he's a big chief and he kind of comes at you, you know, he'd be a boxer swinging no, at you. Would he be a Muhammad Ali or would he be a Sphinx? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He floats like a butterfly and stings like a bee, you bet. Uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Jen? What did you have, Jen? Well, let's see, our our greyhound glory, Glenn always, see, I'm going to show my ignorance here. I'm not a football person. Is it the running back that's always zipping back and forth on the field making Z shapes? Is that the running back? She would be a running back. Oh man! Because she went ninety My miles an hour, so- and like your Berkey Burke, could change direction yeah. quicker than the blink of an eye. It's like, wait a minute, she was just going thirty miles an hour the other direction. How did she do that? Yeah, what what's going on with it? Yeah, what yeah. is going oh, that's on? That's so that? funny. So that was her, and that was that's a very unusual trait for a greyhound. That generally speaking, they're not. One for changing direction, they pretty much go in a straight line really fast. Right. She was, oh, she was very okay. I didn't um, she was very short and and kind of low to the ground for a greyhound. And since I didn't have another dog to do, I did Nigel, my my giant sized over <laughs> over off the track thoroughbred, and he is George Foreman. <laughs> Does he have his own grill? Got his own grill. He hangs out out there flipping burgers, but he's giant and he's very, has kind of a calm demeanor until he gets into the ring and then it's, look out, it's all business. And then you step out oh, of the ring again so and he turns back into a puppy dog. Yeah. Aw. Oh, that's adorable. I like yeah, that one. So I like that one. Yeah. yeah. 
Did you guys ever see the the TV show that William Shatner and George Foreman and Henry Winkler did? It was, no. It was a it was a limited series. Better late than never it was called and they did two I think two seasons of it. So look it up. It's online somewhere, I'm sure. And it was Henry Winkler, George Foreman, Terry Bradshaw and William Shatner. And they just went on these random Pla- trips places and it was the funniest freaking thing and george foreman was awesome <laughs> i love george foreman. i agree i do too isn't, isn't george foreman aren't all of his sons named george yes yes they are okay can you imagine like being in his house and being like george and i think doesn't he have like five sons or something yes is it like i, I wonder is it like you know, George number one, George number two. Anyway, I digress. Is, is it like the Dr. Seuss book, Thing One and Thing Two, that is called them by their number? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I was hey, going to say one. the G1, G2. Can you, can you find, yeah. figure out where three is? He said he'd be here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There we go. Oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. Sorry, just I hijacked yeah, that, but there we go. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, I, 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 did, I, did, I did I did want to say that um, Wookiee um, is definitely either on the women's soccer team, the American women's soccer team, um, Uh or she's training to become a a medalist in snowboarding. Oh, definitely snowboarder. Yeah, she's, yeah, let her hair hang out. doesn't follow rules. She's way cool. Yeah, Yeah, she's so cool. Now, Kimasabi is definitely, in his younger days, was a hockey player. I agree. <laughs> did, did he lose some teeth in his early years? <laughs> no, only one. But um, he, just his sheer mass and his athleticism, he would have been a perfect hockey player. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Because that, he would he, he body would block. Down on the ice. He, oh, yeah, he was he a body block. down on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then he could do like a little delicate thing. <laughs> I just remember he's, him he's walking. He's such a great athlete. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Buckaroo is a tackle for uh, the New England Patriots. He's the size <laughs> of a refrigerator, and he'd be on that front line where he wouldn't have to, like, go very fast. He'd just have to push his way and keep the offense from moving. He could do that awesomely. <laughs> so, um, oh. <laughs> um, if your dog uh, reminds you of a professional athlete, let us know by sending us a postcard to Biostar US, 1 Cleveland Street, Suite 800, Gordonsville, Virginia, 22942. Or contact us on Facebook, uh, Healthy Critters Radio, or on our, our website, healthycrittersradio.com.